Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Spends hours in hardware stores, sitting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Before I get to the garages, yeah, down to nine. By the way, as Reavers reported, there's a story appearing on all the usual websites all over the country, maybe all over the world, that uh, Michelle Williams, who's an actress, yes. She got a grand for having to come back and do some reshooting for the film All the Money in the World. Uh, you Wait, know, let me just. Get, I'm glad you're going to rule on I'm this. Gonna get, I'm going to okay, give you good. a ruling. Good. Uh, a Ridley Scott movie, All the Money in the World, about the J. Paul Getty grandkid kidnapping or whatever. And Michelle Williams earned uh, a grand during the reshoot, while uh, another co star, Mark Wahlberg, got a million five. Right. And this isn't a story. Why is this a story? They both have the same agent, uh, William Morris Agency. Uh, it's only a story because it fits the template of portraying women as a victim, especially in this heightened consciousness of sexual harassment. Look at the way this actress was treated. She only got a th- No, she's an idiot who has the wrong agent. Um, Is that how you thought I was going to rule? I wasn't. I wasn't sure what what this, what your ruling was, but uh, to me, here's the way I I saw this. Uh, Mark Wahlberg went to someone and or his people, uh, in, William Morris Endeavor. Okay, being in in his best interest, somebody said he's got to be paid a million and a half to go back. Or he's not otherwise he's not coming back. And they said okay, right? The yeah. others, she, she didn't go to an agent. Right. It wasn't as if. Uh, Paramount or whoever made this said, we're going to pay Mark a million and a half and we're going to pay you a grand. And that's the business part of it. And it's a tough luck deal. It's not an indication that... It's not even tough luck. It's I mean, on her side. Well, that, that's too bad. Even, it's not even tough luck on her side. She's an idiot. Uh, she missed it. She missed out. If you want to get paid, uh, Michelle Williams... I'm unaware of her work. I don't know what she's doing. Uh, she's, she's a talented. She's got good street creds. And... Well, fine. Then uh, but she's just... she hasn't had to do a thing. USA Today reported this, and the LA Times jumped on it, and all the usual suspects. Because, again, all they're really doing here is reinforcing the, the, the template that they follow, and that is women are victims. Well, she didn't have to be a victim. Right. It's a different story if, if you know, she's a... Uh paid 10% of what the, the star was paid when they made the initial negotiations. And that didn't happen. No, to me, that's not a story. There is no story here. Zero. This is private business. Uh, one guy, a Wahlberg, apparently was smarter than the other guy, Michelle Williams. Right. And that's that's the distinction I'm trying to make. It's not as if they were both secretaries at a place and Mark Wahlberg was paid 20 times the amount a female was. Wahlberg's fee for the reshoots was reported in November by the Washington Post, which I said used to be a good newspaper. Uh, 
produced by Imperative Entertainment, distributed by Sony's TriStar. All the money in the world recounts the 1973 kidnapping and ransom of J.P. Getty III. Uh, uh, I, I, what are, so do they write this expecting people to have sympathy for Michelle Williams? I think so. I don't. Um, and I haven't listened. Nor, nor, would I, nor would I had this been reversed. If Michelle Williams got a million and a, we sound like FM one hundred and seven. Well, we? they've been they've been breaking it down over there. Yes, have they talked about this? Uh, they probably the, have. Yeah, they have on all shows, especially the Lori or Julia show, whichever one's there. Well, had had it been reported, it still wouldn't have been a story that Michelle Williams got a million five for the reshoot and Wahlberg got a grand. Tough I, I wouldn't have felt any different than I do this way. But then I'm a garage logician. Right. My first instinct was to say, boy, she she had a bad she had bad people that didn't look after her best interest. Yeah, my first instinct is, what a moron. Right. If the studio was willing to pay that cuz she's a very important role in the in the movie. Mhm. Uh Kevin Spacey of course was cut out of the p- film. Yeah, let's hope he goes away. He was replaced by Christopher Plummer. Uh huh. So Captain his, Von Trapp? His scenes had to be reshot. I presume that Captain Von Trapp got paid. Uh, yeah, that's, all, that's all the time I'm willing to give this. Okay. Uh, my point being, you, you just can't look to some of these news sites anymore for anything uh, meaningful. This is not a story. I mean, it's... The garage situation. So you have come here for information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. That wasn't even a lot a of dirt, dirt alert. A California community is upset about their homeowners association uh, because it told them they needed to keep their garage doors open all day long. Open? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where in California. It's Auburn Green Subdivision. I'll find it. The new rule calls for the homeowners in the Auburn Green Subdivision to keep their garages open for 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, residents say the Auburn Green's Unit 1 Homeowners Association left flyers on their doors saying they could face a $200 fine for not complying. Uh, and then people are saying, well, we might as well clear everything out and leave the garage door open permanently right. because there's no point to having a garage door then. Uh, <clears throat> the Homeowners Association enacted the rule after finding out a family had allowed someone to live in their garage. That's against the guidelines. Can't do that. However, it said forcing people to keep their garages open may not be the answer. Uh, people wanted a more reasonable uh, situation than this. The Homeowners Association would not respond uh, for comment. This just in. It's a little northwest of, uh, uh, I'm sorry, northeast of Sacramento, just off of uh, what uh, freeway is it's that? It's okay. It's okay. 80. In other words, it's near Sacramento. Yeah. Okay. This just in. What do you got? A Homeowners Association in Auburn, California has rescinded its imbecile policy that forced owners to keep their doors open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., the Sacramento Bee reported. Okay. Uh, according to the Sacramento-based news channel KCRA3, the Auburn Greens Complex Homeowners Association decided to enact a policy aimed at preventing people from living in garages. That policy, a work of true brilliance, required residents to keep their garage doors open during the day or face a $200 fine. Obviously, keeping garages, this is from Jalopnik, a car site that, you know, was worried about the cars. 
Obviously, keeping garages, which are often filled with valuables, open for anyone to enter is a bad idea. Yeah. So now it looks like the Homeowners Association has come to its senses. Uh, the, uh, Sacramento, Who would have had that idea? The Homeowners Association. But I mean, somebody on that association. Because Mrs. Kravitz got upset that some somebody's relative or something set up a cot in the garage. And mm. they probably saw it when they drove by. Got it. How'd you like to be Ernie living in the garage? Yeah. Hey, you okay in there, Ernie? Right next to the oil spot. I'm coming home from work, so move over to the left side. The more interesting part of the Sacramento Bee story, though, is the comment from a landlord named James Croce. He provided a bit of context for the open-door policy, telling the newspaper that the neighborhood used to be just a bunch of fourplexes with carports, which were meant to be maintained by the Homeowners Association. After a while, he said... Residents started installing overhead doors, and eventually transients began sneaking into side doors and living in the garages. Uh, uh, Croce, who had positive things to say about the HOA in general, claimed the garage doors really weren't supposed to be there, uh, telling the newspaper, you're not allowed to install garage doors. The ones you see were grandfathered in. Uh, The neighborhood and the HOA can work together on a more logical solution. I'm glad. I hope. I hope I get through life without having to live in a homeowners association. That's probably why my friend wouldn't allow me to beat up the coffee beans with the putter, <laughs> right? Because I think that there is a so an association. They have to get the right color approved and stuff right. like that. The right shrubbery and and I suppose he was very nervous that that somebody would have reported some moron out there banging a putter on a bag of coffee beans. Right. But I think the the, the bottom line, the moral of the story, is as simple as this. Who's the guy you quoted here? Croce. Croce. Yeah. Jim Croce. Yeah. You don't mess with Jim, do you? You know. Is his name Jim? It is. Jim Croce. Jim Croce. Maybe that's the real Jim Croce. No, he's gone. Is he? But what was it? What can't you do to him? You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't mess with a junkyard dog, do you? No, that's different. Something like that. Here it is. That's a dreadful song. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit into the wind. No. That's it. Thank you. Attitude. Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Bear. Update. We interrupt this program to bring you a bulletin concerning the bear in Central City. Jellystone Park has turned into a city. Hold it, bear. Hey, look at that bear up there. Somebody left their fur coat on a bear up there. All right, look out. Come back here, bear. Don't be afraid, bear. Move this way. Give me your paw. What did you do that for? I, know. I didn't buy them. I got bear. It. You think after, That's a lion. You think we could redo this at some point? I think we're pretty locked in. Does line one want me to take uh, him? All right. Florida man gets 41 stitches after bear attack. There's a picture of this fellow. Uh, he seems to have a good attitude about it. He's not going to sue anybody. I don't know who he'd sue. His name is Andy Munir, and he's lucky to be alive after being attacked outside his South Florida home. Just a moment. 
Is it Tedra? Yes, Joe, it's Tedra. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, yeah, Auburn, California is my hometown. All right. And I used to live in the Auburn Green. Really? About, oh, yeah, about 35 years ago. All right. And, uh, you know, the story's correct that there were no garages on the carport. So it was open carport, and then they were fourplexes. Yeah. And so back when I lived there, they were open, so they must have installed them afterwards. And the Auburn Greens have been, I would say, they're very changed now. They're a very transient community, uh, low income, probably a lot of, there's a lot of drug dealers, things like that. The, the park nearby isn't great. So I can see why they probably had that, uh, that rule there, because they probably had a lot of complaints to uh, some activity going on, if you might say. Yeah, but still stupid, because people are going to get their stuff stolen. Yeah, well... <laughs> If it hasn't been stolen already, it might be stolen then. All right. But it's, it's, yeah. All right. Thank, <laughs> thank you. I think I get what you're saying about the area. Yeah. Florida man gets 41 stitches after bear attack. Hmm. Andy Munir is lucky to be alive after being attacked outside his South Florida home on Tuesday night. Okay. By a bear? Well, listen. Uh, Munir says he was letting his dog out when he spotted the bear just feet away. Everything went in slow motion. It was just. Uh, as frightening as you can imagine, Manure told ABC affiliate W2VN. It was standing in front of me, and I tried to turn left real quick and get back in the house, but I caught an uppercut from a brown or black bear. That punch left him with a huge gash on the side of his face. It took 41 stitches to close him up. Jeez. Munir says the bear had knocked him down, but he was able to get back inside the home to safety. You're running on instinct at that point. I'm looking at a picture of the guy. It's either kill or be killed. He's got the giant gash across a, a, a vertical down his forehead, down uh, past his right eye and into his cheek. He's going to have a nice scar, huh? Guess where this was? I would assume in the mountains. Foothills. Okay, scan boy. South Florida. Where are the mountains or foothills? Crap. I got some tall places over It was there. in Naples. What? Yeah. I don't think there's no such thing as rural Naples. They just claim more scrubland and put up a development. Okay, I know it well. I'm trying to think where a, yeah. a, a bear would hide. There's there's no forestry. Not really. No. I mean, you might have a place with a couple of maybe twelve pine trees and it's and it's some brush. And bears don't live in the the mangroves. Naples? Yeah. Naples. Right by Laley Resort, huh? <laughs> Uh, Munir said, uh, thank, uh, truthfully, I'm not sure how I got out of this alive. He's got a great attitude. Uh, he said, I don't care if there's scars or anything. I walked away with my life. It could have been a lot worse, Munir said. Uh, wow. According to ABC7, this was the first human injury caused by a bear in South Florida. I, be I would believe that statistic. Uh, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission is now trying to bait the bear by setting up traps with donuts around the neighborhood. Oh, they're not. Good thing you're not there. <laughs> yeah. I'd risk it. I'd be more afraid of a panther than I would a bear. Now, there's bears in Florida, but I, I didn't uh, think that, uh, of course, reporting isn't what it used to be. We don't have exactly where in Naples this, this might have been. Naples is river. <clears throat> Naples is is sprawling now. Uh, Naples has probably sprawled as much as any area of Florida in the last 50, 60 years, so we don't know where this is. But as I say, they just claim more scrubland and put up new 
new places where you're not allowed to grind uh, coffee beans with a putter in the street. So I don't know where this guy was. For all I know, it was downtown Naples, which has a network of streets and neighborhoods. It might as well be downtown St. Paul. You ever notice that? Which one am I taking? Uh, Kelly's on line one. What was the bear guy's last name? Munir. Oh, not manure. No. Okay. Kelly? Hi, Del. Hi. Hey. Um, I was just in Orlando area. I have My very good friend and her husband and kids live uh, moved down to suburban Orlando a couple years ago, and we had the opportunity to go down and visit after Christmas. And so um, we were sitting around having dinner, and kids were playing, and I said, so... You know, how, how are the gators down here? Because that's what you hear about in Florida is gators. And um, they said, oh, we're not really worried about alligators. It's the black bears. Really? And wow. my husband and I, like, our jaws dropped. We're like, wait, what? Now, we're worried about bears in northern Minnesota. I said, bears in Florida? I was I totally knew nothing about it. She said, um, they will, the cops will come and, like, watch them mm-hmm. and... Um, They'll, if you leave your garage open, yep. they'll come in and eat the dog food. Yep. They'll, they'll just, they have no problem just wandering around the neighborhood. They apparently live near a state forest area, okay. but they're in, a, they're in a nice part of town. She said, oh, yeah, a couple, couple years ago, somebody got attacked by one, not realizing there was one in their garage, and some lady got swiped just like this guy. Yeah. And, like, you, like, have to really... Like, be alert. You cannot leave your garage door open for any amount of time. Well, forget so the, walk right in. Forget the garage door. I wouldn't leave a little kid out there unattended. No. Oh, heck no. We talked about that, too. Like, yeah. what do you do when your kids want to go play? Well, take a gun. To, yeah. <laughs> well, you just have to be vigilant, I guess yeah. you say. But I was shocked. I didn't know Florida had a bear problem. Yes, they have bears. I was aware of that. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, thanks, Joe. They have bears. They have panthers. Uh, they got animals. It's hard to believe, uh, given, of course, the tourists don't see Florida. They just see the coast. And or the they see Disney, mountains. see Disney World. Or mountains in your case, Naples. they think they see mountains and yeah, foothills. You never know. Uh, we'll be Some back shortly. Spots. Here's Chris Reavers in the John Height Newsroom. Thank you, Joe. And this report is brought to you by our good friends at MetaFast. Inviting you to take the eight-week challenge, Braz. Joe, before news, really quick, uh, you were talking about the bears in Florida Yeah. Uh, last segment. I, I made the drive from Orlando up to Jacksonville Sunday. Yep. I was stunned at how many deer I saw oh, yeah, they got right them. next to the freeway. A little skinnier, though. A little smaller. They are. They're very skinny. But they didn't. They were, they were never a threat. They never darted towards the road. But yeah. I, I was astounded at how, mu- how many deer you I saw. You can get them. They got mm-hmm. them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Probably waiting for a gator to come right. up and chomp them down for lunch. How was that? Good game down there you saw? That was a, it was kind of a boring, uh, gotcha. kind of a snooze fest. The Wolves topped the Thunder last night, 104-88, to win their third straight game. Jimmy Butler led the way with 26 points. Carl Anthony Towns had another double-double with 18 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, the Wolves now host the Knicks on Friday night and Portland on Sunday night. Wild defenseman Ryan Suter scored the go-ahead goal in the third period to beat the Black Hawks 2-1 in Chicago last night. The win snapped a four-game road losing streak. It also moved the team ahead of Chicago for seventh place in the Western Conference standings. Uh, the Wild now come home to host Winnipeg on Saturday and Vancouver on Sunday. 
The Golden Gopher men's basketball team were blown out 83-60 to to Northwestern last night. Uh, the Gophers return home to play the number 5 Purdue Boilermakers at 11 a.m. on Saturday. And Jeff Wilson of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram reports that the Twins are one of six teams still pursuing Hugh Darvish, the free agent pitcher. Uh, in a summary of the Texas Rangers free agent situation, he reported that, according to a baseball source, the Rangers, Yankees, Cubs, Astros, and Twins are all in the running. Uh, also, how about this note, boys? The Twins announced their spring training broadcast schedule. Mm-hmm. 42 days away. 12 games wow. on TV. February 23rd will be the first televised game against the Boston Red Sox. 40. Any minute now, pitchers and catchers will report. Oh, I love the sound of that. <clears throat> uh, news notes from today. Horrible story that's breaking this hour. An Eden Prairie skating coach has been charged with five counts of criminal sexual conduct in Hennepin County in connection with alleged sexual abuse of a figure skater that started when she was just 14 years old. The unnamed victim is now 16. 47-year-old Thomas Joseph Incantalupo of St. Louis Park is charged with one first-degree count of penetration and multiple acts with a victim under the age of 16. The other counts are third-degree criminal sexual conduct. According to the criminal complaint, the abuse reportedly started in August 2015 during a training trip in Connecticut. Uh, the sexual behavior continued on several trips where the two had intercourse. On one trip, in Contalupo was worried the victim was pregnant and took her to a clinic in Argentina to get a pill. At home, in Contalupo took the victim to hotels where the sexual behavior continued. Uh, he was arrested after his conversation that was recorded with police. The victim had trained with Incontalupo since she was nine years old. I wonder how it got explained to her parents that he had to take her to Argentina. I was wondering that um, that very. I might thing. want to accompany there. I might, or just say, let's not. No, go. you're not going to Argentina right. or Connecticut or Connecticut for that matter. Yeah. Dakota County Technical College in Rosemont was placed under lockdown yesterday after a report of a man with what appeared to be a firearm on firearm on campus, according to the Dakota County Sheriff's Office. The school was, was placed on lockdown at around 1.30. Authorities lifted the lockdown shortly before 3. The Sheriff's <coughs> Office said after an extensive search, they were unable to find the man. Authorities do not believe that there is any known threat to the school. There was some confusion after the school says it sent out a message saying the lockdown was a test followed by another one saying that it was the real thing. Teachers locked their classrooms and turned off lights as police went room to room during the lockdown. No one was hurt and no arrests were made. A Coon Rapids man has been charged with felony-level damage to property and burglary after he allegedly ransacked his place of employment, a Domino's Pizza in New Brighton, back in March. According to a criminal... (laughs) March of uh, last year. Yeah. According to a criminal complaint signed this week, 29-year-old Matthew William Lindman was extremely frustrated with the paycheck that he had received from the store. So he threw around some uh, some empty boxes. Well, there was a reason that the, the paycheck was, um, yeah, was different. The paycheck amount was less than usual, according to the complaint, because... Lindman had been incarcerated for a few days during the check's pay period. Oh, that would do it. So he didn't make it to work, so you don't get paid. That then. would do it. I need my $17. Rock bottom. A fellow employee texted another coworker warning that coworker of Lindman's threats to slash tires, punch someone, and then jump on the train, the complaint states. Earlier, or excuse me, employees arrived the morning of March 24th to find the deadbolt to the pizza shop unlocked. 
multiple monitors smashed, a door ripped off its hinges, and a broken countertop. Surveillance video re- uh, revealed that Lindman had entered the store at around 2.44 a.m. that morning and caused the damage. Store managers provided police with a bill totaling $5,223 for the damage. Uh, Lindman had been charged with first-degree damage to property and third-degree burglary. Both are felonies, and both carry a five-year, $10,000 maximum fine and sentence. Lindman is expected to appear in court February 7th. He's... Missouri Governor Eric Greitens has acknowledged being unfaithful in his marriage, but denies allegations that he blackmailed a woman to stay quiet following a news report that overshadowed his annual address to the legislature. Who's this, uh, Chris? This would be Missouri, Missouri Governor the Missouri Governor Eric Greitens. I see. The Republican governor and his wife released a statement late yesterday after a St. Louis television station reported that he had a sexual relationship with his former hairdresser back in 2015. The station reported that the woman's ex-husband alleged Greitens photographed her nude and threatened to publicize the images if she spoke out about the affair. The television report aired after Greitens gave his State of the State address. The woman involved did not comment on the record to the station, which did not name her. But her ex-husband, who was not named, provided an audio recording that he made to the television station in which... The woman gives details about a sexual encounter she says she had with Greitens in March at his home, which is very confusing. I've already lost track. Uh, The woman did not know her then-husband was recording their conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot going out there I don't know anything about. Yeah, they're really... right. You might want to double-check your ticket from the Wednesday Night Powerball because the Minnesota State Lottery says two... Power play tickets worth $250,000 each were sold in Hibbing and Ely. The tickets were sold at a Voyager shortstop in Ely, and the other was sold at Hibbing shortstop. Nice. Uh, MLS reports the lucky tickets match four of the first five numbers in addition to the Powerball, which is usually worth $50,000. However, the ticket purchasers paid an extra dollar to have the prizes multiplied by five for the $250,000. $250,000. Well, good total. for them. I hope they redeem those tickets and enjoy their bounty. They and those a, who want to learn more about the lottery no, can tune into no. Sports Talk as Joe explains <laughs> no. what the extra dollar I don't want to the talk does. about the lottery. I, I don't like it. Well, congrats to those two inhibiting and well, eating. I think I just said that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe, yes. I know you don't like drones. No, well, it's not that I don't like them. I just want to I'll bat one out of the air if I have to. And I don't think or that shoot it. we would need this type of drone. Around Hubbard Broadcasting, especially as it relates to me and Rookie. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I heard about this. In Japan, they have now developed a drone which hovers in the air and will shriek and produce sounds designed to forcefully stop employees spending too much time at work. That won't affect you two. (laughs) No. No, I'm annoying enough. I'm as annoying as a drone. You'll never hear that sound. That'll be on your tombstone. He never heard the drone. No, never heard the drone. ZDNet and Tech Republic looks to the dramatic effect of AI, big data, cloud computing, and automation on IT jobs and how companies can adapt. The T-Friend is an autonomous drone which strengthens the security of the office space at night, but also urges departure by regular patrol, according to Tai Zai and Blue Innovation, the makers of the device. While blaring music and uncomfortable sounds may indeed deter sticky-fingered burglars, at night, the true reason for the drone is to prevent Japanese employees from spending every waking moment at their desks. Japanese culture has long honored loyalty to bosses and companies. 
dedication to work, and competition is fierce to land and keep jobs in cities such as Tokyo. Sure. However, these traditions have gone too far in the past few decades with a reported 21,897 people in 2016 alone committing suicide. These figures, however, do not include uh, the evaporated, which are people that vanish and leave their lives due to reasons including debt, failed exams, and loss of jobs. So far, so good. No no scan contributions. And uh, Dave Dahl's coming up. Commencing Garage Logic segment number nine. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at eight above right now and still dropping temps all the way down to six below for the overnight low tonight. By the way, the wind chill is 11 below currently. We still have some strong northwest winds. Skies are going to gradually clear later on tonight. The snow should come to an end here in the next hour and a half to two hours. We're going to end up with uh, between about one and three inches in most areas around the Twin Cities. I think officially we're going to come in right around two inches out at the airport. Uh, some amounts a little bit heavier to our southeast, about three to four inches there. You go up in northeastern Minnesota, they've had five to nine inches up in the Arrowhead region um, from Ely stretching eastward. Here in the metro, then, as the sky is clear tonight, getting down to six degrees below. Sunny and cold tomorrow, high of only five above. Wind chill still tomorrow at around five to 15 below. And then for Saturday, partly sunny and cold, high of four above, low down to 13 below. Snow is likely now on Sunday. Sunday afternoon and Sunday evening, we could pick up a couple more inches of snow. And then just turning cloudy and windy again for uh, Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday. High temperatures only around two above, with overnight lows in the teens below zero. Does get a little warmer next week, Thursday, a week from today, we get back up to 22 for the high. Again tonight, Joe, the snow should come to an end here uh, as we get into that rush hour. I think we'll see the snow taper off to just flurries uh, in the next couple of hours. Six below for the low. Right now we're at eight, and I have the records for the day. January 11. 44 on this date. 44. In 1986. In 1986. That's not a very high high, is it? No, it isn't. Not a very warm record. 31 below, though. 31 below. 1977. 1977. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Chris, go ahead, please. Yeah, hi, Joe. I understand you're a fact-based show, and I listened to your podcast last night, and I was just wanting to check a couple of the facts on your buddy uh, Pete, the pilot, who left his... Silverado running at the airport for three days. Mm-hmm. That was a 1982 Silverado, correct? Yes. So if he left it running and ran in just to check in with the lady inside and forgot his vehicle because his buddy grabbed him, back then in 1982, the keys would have had to be in the ignition for it to be running because they didn't have push button start for another 25 years after that. And the guards would come out and check the fuel level in every day. So they could have moved the vehicle because it was unlocked. He said it was locked. Well, somehow he got out and locked it with the keys still in it. Maybe he had two sets of keys. Fair key, maybe. All right. All right. I don't want to hear another word about that. Silverado? I got a cartoon bubble here that's a tough one. Okay. It's a tough one. Uh, A company which supplied lingerie to the Queen of England has lost its royal warrant. That's the deal that the, Seal, the, the monarchy the strikes between, uh, okay, you can be the royal bra fitter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm getting a bad well, mental picture well, here. Rigby and Peller, a luxury underwear firm founded in London, had held the royal warrant since 1960. <laughs> it was withdrawn after June Kenton, who fitted bras for the queen. Well, somebody's got to do it. 
released. There's the bad cartoon bubble, though. Uh, yeah. Released a book called Storm in a D Cup. <laughs> Mrs. Kenton said there was nothing in the book to be upset about, adding that it was an uh, it was an unbelievable decision for her to have lost the warrant. Oh, very sad. I'm sure very troubling <clears throat> for her. A statement from Rigby and Peller mm-hmm. said it was deeply saddened by the decision, adding it was not able to elaborate further on the cancellation out of respect for Her Majesty the Queen and the Royal Warrant Holders Association. Okay. Mm-hmm. The so- Royal Warrants Association says 20 to 40 royal warrants are canceled every year and a similar number granted. I never saw such big ones. As official corsetier to the Queen, Mrs. Kenton regularly visited Buckingham Palace and served members of the royal family, including the Queen Mother and Princess Margaret. Yeah, I'd outfitter. Ah, it's a labor of love. The 82-year-old wrote this uh, in March 17. It gave details of her royal visits, but she claims it was not intended to be a you know a tell-all type of. Situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she was told by the palace that they didn't like the book, and she shouldn't have the royal warrant any longer. Okay, mm. then. I only ever said that I went there, not what happened. I have never ever spoken about what I do there with her or the Queen Mother or Princess Margaret. Mrs. Kenton, who started working for the Queen in the early 1980s, had been in the lingerie industry for more than 60 years. She said, I have been honorable throughout my life. It's unbelievable they don't like the book. There's nothing in it that they could remotely be upset about. It's a sweet story of a corsetier. Okay, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're making this more of an innocent story. I, I'm, that's too bad that the—this uh, is interesting. Somebody has to do it. And if they did it in a tasteful way when the book— I'm unfamiliar fashion. with brazier uh, situations. Well, that's what it means. Fashion don't women people... just go to the store and they know what size they want. And right. They, they yeah. Just get one and let's go here. I don't know of anybody that's had a, uh, a an official fit. Well, the queen has to have it fitted. You know, you got to look. Because they, yeah, they need to be well cared for. Well, they're out in public. Right. And, and they, right. they have to have the uh, carriage. They're bouncing all over. That's right. You got to right. have It's not the cobblestone streets. I don't think they're getting the ones that say, I need help in aisle five. Right. You know? Right. Right. Like the gals start wearing in there. I'm seeing, uh, for the queen, I'm seeing almost chastity belt-like uh, Maybe they do get the ones that say, I need help in aisle five. You know, the real strap-downers. Uh, right. I mean, just, the these, phrase, they're I not guess. going anywhere. No. no it's not like, I'm not you know seeing. What? You're locked in. I'm not seeing a lot of uh, see-through lace. They're type. cinched up like a horse, you know, just. They cinch them up. I'm making that motion with my right, hand. right, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're like a corset. You're 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 pulling those in. Well, for centuries, you're going to learn more here by accident than elsewhere. That's by why design. I listen every day. I Joe. know you do. I know you do. Uh, this is a big story in the BBC. Uh, seven pages they mm-hmm. devoted to this. For centuries, royal warrants have been issued to tradespeople and companies who regularly supply goods or services to the monarchy. The royal warrant is granted to a named individual and gives them permission and responsibility for display of the relevant royal arms in connection with the business. So outside this uh, underwear store, right. they could have had they had the royal warrant. Yeah, you know, Meaning, people hey. might say, "Hey, I can get my uh, stuff here, just like the queen." These are the hands that have touched right. the queen's. Yeah, I, got, you know, I can fix her up. Right, I'll fit her. Right. Uh, they are not granted for professional services such as to bankers or solicitors or to newspapers and magazines. The monarch decides who is able to get a royal warrant. 
Currently, there are three people known as the grantors who may award them. The Queen, the Duke of Edinburgh, and the Prince of Wales. Okay. I didn't know that before today. You can apply to the Royal Warrant Holders Association. Boy, it'd be great if I could get wax hands endorsed, get the Royal Warrant for wax hands. You know what? Who would ever know? Why don't you just say that you have the Royal Warrant? I should do that. You know, I, uh, my mom is, is personal friends with Donald Jackson, the scribe to the queen. Yeah. He could write something up. He probably wouldn't break that code, though. Mm-hmm. He's a man of integrity. Harrods, the famous department store, lost its royal warrant uh, in 2000. I didn't know this. That's well, controversy. Well, there was a significant decline in the trading relationship between the Duke of Edinburgh and the store. All right. Okay. Uh, but the BBC understood that Prince Philip was angered by allegations made by owner Mohammed Al-Fayed, accusing the Duke of masterminding the 1997 car crash in Paris that killed Diana. Okay. Wow. It gets pretty complicated, doesn't yeah, it? Say. The royal endorsement can also be removed if a brand stops being used by the palace, such as Cars Table Water Biscuits. Cars Table Water Biscuits. They lost its uh, warrant in uh, number... In year 2012, because uh, they stopped eating those biscuits. They didn't like them anymore. Wow, that'd make me change the recipe. Joe, allow me to quickly mention that uh, these are pint pickups for the GL pint glasses. They can be picked up today through 2 to 5 p.m., through 5 o'clock today. Also, tomorrow, the 12th from 2 to 5 p.m., Monday, January 22nd. And Tuesday, January 23rd, that's from 8 a.m. to 11. So today until 5, and tomorrow, 2 to 5 p.m. in the front lobby, 3415 University Avenue, right on the Minneapolis-St. Paul line. The Hoover Vacuum Company also lost its royal warrant. What? In 2004, following an unflattering BBC documentary about the company. They said that's it. Oh, they no said we're not, your integrity is lost. We don't. Sports Next 1500 okay. ESPN is... KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, 8 degrees. Dave says the snow will be ending within the hour.